0: Hello and welcome to the Wide Teams podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers, located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at wideteams.com. This is episode 46. I am your host, Avdi Grimm. And my guest today is Katie Cunningham. She's a Python and Django developer with Cox Media Group. She's also the author of the forthcoming Accessibility Handbook Making 508 Websites, which is coming out this fall from O'Reilly Media. Katie, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Oh, well, thank you for having me.
0: So, um, well, let's see. Uh first things first, you are uh you're based in DC, right? Yes. And you're working for a company that is based in Atlanta.
1: Yes, I work for Cox Media Group.
0: How did that How did that uh, come about?
1: Well, it was um, I originally worked for NASA, um, and I did not telework um, to NASA. And I was looking for a new job. Um, Our contract was kind of coming to an end, which meant we weren't doing a whole lot. federal contracts. Towards the end of the contract, everything winds down everything shuts down. So you're sitting there for many hours just doing nothing. So I decided I wanted to move on to a new opportunity. And that, they were one of the names that came up. It was actually their recruiter found me and pursued me very hard. She was like, this is a great position, great company. You know, everyone loves it. They'd love to have you. And so After thinking about it and going back and forth, I decided that, you know, sure, let me try a full-time, you know, telework opportunity. Um, At NASA, I was able to work from home occasionally, but it was very uneven. Uh, But I'd always had a better quality of life the days when I was able to work from home and get things done without distractions, Um, which was, you know, one of the perks of it, um, that... Office life, you know, around here is very complicated because you tend to take trains in. And that means if you have to run home for any reason, you are going to lose your entire day. Mm. Um, that one time my son was sick and the school called me at like 145. Now, keep in mind, he goes home at three and he said, you need to come get your son. And I was like, well, that's a problem. I'm in D.C. Well, just drive down. No, mm. I take a train in. I said, I'm three hours away from you at the moment. Well, and I'm like, just put him on the bus. I said, he's easy. He, oh, he says he has a stomachache. I'm like, put him on the bus. He'll be fine. Ah. And I had to get into a screaming match with the nurse who did not understand that I could not bend the space time continuum to get <laughs> me there before school let out. Um, wow. So it was, you know, but more than that, um, more than the remote, um, what was more appealing was that they were doing a lot of new things and they were doing them very quickly. That in the government you work very slowly. Um, you plot along. It, t- it took us two years to get one website out. It was a big mm-hmm. website, but there was no reason we couldn't have done it in two months. But it took two years because of paperwork and meetings and things like that. Um, and I was looking forward to something where I could have code. You know, get a ticket, do the code, review it, and then see it on the server. You know, that evening.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's kind of how that came about.
0: And, uh, and so Cox was, was okay with you coming on, um, remotely?
1: Cox, um, actively looks for people that can be remote. Mm,
0: Uh, they
1: have a whole bunch of us that are remote, uh, the whole company, um, everybody has a remote day, um, even though many of them are still in Atlanta and, but there's a whole team of us that we're all remote except for our manager, Mm -hmm. um, which has been really interesting, um, that. Having people, like having all the remotes on one team, originally they didn't want to do it. They wanted to have us all dispersed amongst all the teams. And one of the managers was like, no, I really want them all on my team. So he did a body grab and got all of us. Mm -hmm. And it's worked out really well because we're able to support each other better. Than when I'm trying to work with people that are in the office because um, we're always there, we're mm-hmm. always near IRC, we're always looking at our you know feeds. We're never been, we don't run off to go get some coffee, um, we don't have meetings that pull us away because even while we're in the meetings, we still have things going, so we can very quickly say I'll be back in five minutes. Uh, Your know, meeting will be over in 20 minutes. I'll talk to you then. So we've been mm-hmm. able to support each other much better because um, mm-hmm. I was on a team where I was the only remote and you know I, I would talk. It's like I feel a little isolated you know and I was missing information uh, that was normally happening happening in desk sides desk sides
2: mm-hmm.
1: so two people would have a conversation about a feature and they talk about it. oh yeah that's a good idea oh yeah let's not do this let's do this and two days later I'm doing the, the original thing and they're like well why are you doing it that way well that's that's in the ticket oh right oh I was gonna update that. And so I was missing all these conversations, um, which was, you know, in the end, it was wasting everybody's time because if I, you know, I was working for those two days on that feature. But when everybody's remote, all conversations must happen in IRC. Mm -hmm. So there just isn't a choice. There are no desk sites. There's no desks for them to come by and have a conversation. They have to ping all of us. So we're all very keenly aware of what's going on with, you know, our tickets and some of the overall um, objectives for the company.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe describe to me like a day a day in the life of developing with that completely distributed group.
1: Well, normally I get up, um, get the kids out the door. Um, i drop dropped them off at the babysitter's. Come back, uh, make some coffee, and I usually settle into work right away. I used to wait an hour and do other stuff, but then I decided I was happier actually just going in and starting work so I could get off a little bit earlier. Um, Then I actually used the Pomodoro method, which is where you work for 25 minutes and then you take a five-minute break. Um, I found this to be very important when you work from home because you do have a more distraction-rich environment, and you also have a tendency to not get up as much. So it reminds me, every 25 minutes to get up and walk somewhere else uh, hmm. to move. Um, Cause I found myself, you know, when you're in office, you get up a lot. You, you walk a ton. When you work from home, you barely walk. My coffee is three steps away from my desks, my desk. Mm-hmm. Um, my lunch is only 12 steps away. So I really, I really need to force myself to get up and walk around and move. Um, I'll usually do stuff like I'll, I'll check email, um, check in with everybody on IRC, check our, you know, What's, what happened over the night? Because being a media organization, a ton can happen overnight. Um, you can have servers that went down, uh, spikes that happened, crises, things like that. So I'll, I'll check in with that. Uh, get some work in. Um, and I'll actually take some time to like exercise. I'll do like some yoga in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I actually, I actually use the Kinect. The, uh, the Connect has a game for, fitness and yoga and stuff. And so I'll I'll do like 10 minutes of that to keep myself, to give myself a little energy. Um, but most of the day is just, you know, we don't have as many, that many meetings, um, and any meetings we have are an IRC. So, you know, I'll work over the day, I'll get to lunchtime, I'll take a quick lunch. Um, and that's actually usually when I work on my books that, You know, I'm still very awake. I was doing it in the evening, but that was killing me. So at lunchtime, I'll set my status to then I'm getting lunch, stuff a sandwich in my face, and then start writing. Um, Because one of the nice things about having this kind of schedule is I don't feel as drained. Hmm. Um, when I get to lunchtime, when, before, when it got to lunchtime, I was dying for lunch. I just, I wanted lunch so bad, um, just to get out. And I was just really run down on energy because, you know, you're not as relaxed. Uh, you have a commute. So if anything went wrong with the commute, that's a problem. But having that, I was able to like, okay, sit down, you know, get an hour of writing in. And then you get off and you start, you know, working some more. You do, usually in my afternoon, I have, um, my brain doesn't work as well in the afternoon. I'm very much a morning person. Mm -hmm. That if I need to get something done, I'm the kind of person that will set an alarm clock for 4 a.m. And do it in the morning, rather, and then just take a nap around 2. So around that time, that's when I do stuff like code reviews. Uh, I'll start, because those are a bit easier for me to do. Um, I'll do admin work, because I've discovered you have a lot of admin work. When you work from home, even stupid stuff like clean your desk, you know, make sure every make sure your desk is cleaned off. You've moved away your lunch plates um, because nobody's going to come and like clean them or take them away. (laughs) Nobody, nobody cleans out your trash can for you, which was one thing I was like, oh, no, I have to clean up my own trash can because I I had tons of stuff in there.
2: Um,
1: (laughs) I had forgotten. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's that's unfortunate. Um, Restocking. Uh, there's nobody to fill up my printer anymore with paper or to restock the coffee area or the tea area or take inventory that, oh no, I'm down. I have no more ink. And this is, I thought working distributed, you'd never have to print anything. I'm like, oh, you'd never, why would you need to print anything? And I have to print so much. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. But, um, but yeah, that's, And then usually around four o'clock is when I wind down, you know, I, you know, make sure everything's closed off, comment on tickets, you know, make sure everything's caught up on. And then I leave my desk Mm -hmm. and put on pants because I have to go pick up the children. So fortunately, my babysitter is used to me dropping the kids off. My babysitter's my mother. So she's used to gotten used to seeing me in my pajamas in public, Uh
2: which (laughs)
1: the first few weeks destroyed her. She's like, I can't believe you walked out of the house like that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have to have pants on yet. But before I, I try to have pants on, you know, I try oh, no, to-
0: you're, you're confirming all of the, t- the terrible rumors about, about remote workers that were in her pajamas all the time.
1: It wasn't the when oh. it, <laughs> Two months. I got dressed up. I actually put on makeup every day. I would, uh-huh. I would put on, I took my shower in the morning. Oh, shower. I forgot that. Usually my shower happens at the end of lunchtime. Mm hmm. Which is, it's a weird thing I got used to um, just because it I, I I work better in the morning. So I put all the mindless stuff in the afternoon. Um, so I used to get up in the morning get, to get a shower, get dressed up, put makeup on for the non, none of the people I'm going to see. Um, and it was just, I would do my nails. I mean, I was like all set for the day. And slowly I degraded to where the pajamas were staying on longer and longer. Mm. And finally, it's like, I'm, I will have pajamas I will have real clothes on by the time I have to like have my husband coming home and have to go get my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only thing that I'm like, I will do that. I will. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a slow. And I, first I'm like, Oh no, I have to dress up. It's, I don't need, but I barely do laundry now. I have pajama pants, you know, they all get cleaned, but you're not cleaning. Like, you know, when you're trying to rotate like 30 shirts, so that people think you have, you know, more enough clothes that a normal person would have, you know. when you have like five comfortable shirts. You just, you know, do a load a week, right? Your again, hey, you're fine, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're a lot more relaxed um, working from home. Have there been, there been some, any other advantages for you?
1: It's been a lot more flexible with like my kids. Um, I have two children. I have an 11 year old, and I have a four year old, and they're kids, so they get sick. And before when the kids got sick, we had this kind of paternalistic attitude at NASA that if your children were sick, they were like, well, you need to be tending your children, not working from home. I'm like, hmm. they're dying. <laughs> they just, the boy has a cold. He's going to sit on the couch all day, whine about drinking apple juice and watch SpongeBob. That's the extent of the parenting I have to do all day. Is <laughs> him liquids once in a while you know i'm not a surgeon i don't have to constantly attend him uh and now they're you know they don't really care what happens here if i have my children if i don't have my children um you know they'd probably get a little punchy if they felt it was like affecting my work but i've been able to train the children as to how to deal with me while i'm working Mm -hmm. Um, and there they've gotten to the first few times were very hairy that I thought, I'm like, I can't, I can't have the kids here ever. Uh I'll have to like tell Jim to stay home with them if, you know, and after training them, you know, and teaching them what it meant, it's like, I am working. Well, you know, if something's on fire or there's blood, then please come contact me. But for right now you're on your own until I have another break. Mm-hmm. So I come over and check on them in the break. And what's nice, my, um I don't have an office, Uh my downstairs, My um, what's it? My basement has this kind of weird L-shaped living room. So I took up one part of the L, and Mm -hmm. the living room is the other part of the L. So they're just—I mean, it's not like they're in their rooms. They're actually just behind me watching TV and you know watching horrible things. Um, And I'm sitting there, so I can glance over my shoulder and see what they're doing. And they've gotten really good at you know I have a, a for my daughter my son's not a problem my son he when he stays with me I barely even know he's here he gets his own lunch
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know I'll just, I'm like it's lunchtime and he's like all right want me to make you a sandwich nice I'm like, sure. I'll have a sandwich, so he'll make me a sandwich. My daughter, on the other hand, is not at that point. Um, so I have a bag of treats that I have at my desk, and I'll pull them out. It has things like scissors and Play-Doh and construction paper and glue and stuff that she can, like, play with, but it only comes out when I'm working. Oh, okay. So that's it. If I'm working, then that's when she can come, and I'll give it to her, and she can, she can play at the other table. Um, and she nice. gets decimate my whiteboard (laughs) (laughs) nice oh yeah it's it gets completely covered with with dry erase markers so
0: i think that's great that you're you know that you can be in the same room i i you know one of the things that i hear very often is it's you know how important it is to have to have you know an office with a locking door Mm -hmm. and you know i think there's something to that but i often um i 'll take my laptop and go up to the to the dining table you know and sit and have the, the family around me. I kind of like being uh, i mean that's kind of one of the reasons that I chose to to work from home was to kind of be you know right in enmeshed in the middle of of my family dynamics rather than than apart from them and and so I think it's cool when people can kind of find that that um, you know find a, a middle ground uh, where they can have
2: their
1: family around them. Yeah, and that's, and people told me, oh, it's going to be so isolating. I actually found it not isolating at all. Um, And part of it may be that I was more of a, um, more of a reckless than I thought I was. Uh, I thought, oh, I'm such a social person. This is going to kill me. I'm going to have to go in and work at, like, you know, some, you know, workspace, some public workspace or something like that. And I really didn't miss it at all. Um, I really liked not having people interrupt me during, because see, the problem is my uptime is other people's downtime. Mm -hmm. Um, Many people are evening people. So they come in to work and they're not ready to roll. So what do they do? They come and chat to you. Mm -hmm. It's hockey season. They all know I'm a hockey fan. So they're all at my table talking about hockey. And I'm just like, guys, I'm really trying to work. You know, this is my, this is my good time. And in the afternoon when they're busy, you know, they don't want to talk to me. So Mm -hmm. I've much less distracting to work from home and having the kids around is fun. um, I've gotten used to even having my my husband around the first few times he stayed home with me because he would work from home um, for some reason. I was just, it started driving me nuts because I realized that I walk around a lot. I talk to myself quite a Mm -hmm. bit and I thought this isn't going to work. Like nobody can be here. But then I kind of got used to it um, that I was able to turn around and on breaks, you know, chat with him and, you know, say like oh this is what i'm working on what are you working on and you know go back and forth um, not sure if we could work together to do that full time like you know sit like 5 days a week but it definitely didn't bother me you know a few times we need to do it for a few days in a row
0: mhm yeah i've had to i've had to just kind of explain to to my little ones that you know what's daddy doing daddy's thinking daddy walks when he thinks <sighs>
1: Yeah, my my kids are totally used to me being crazy um and talking to myself and this shocked my husband um cuz it's re remar- it's my second marriage and when he realized how much I talk to myself he was, <laughs> are you a crazy person and I said but yeah he just he was like I I've never known a group of people that talk to themselves as much as um that as, as much as he had ever seen us do it so mm-hmm. it, my kids also do it now <laughs> for me, which, you know, that's, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> so, um, were there any things that, that you thought, um, would, would be a bigger problem and, and turned out not to be as you made that transition?
1: I I thought I'd be lonelier. Uh, I really did. And I'm not, uh, I'm constantly talking to people at work actually more than I was before, but I can also, you know, ignore them if I need to, because we're in IRC. Okay. So I'll like, you know, if I really need to buckle down and work, I just won't watch, you know, what's going on in IRC. I have alarms that go off if certain, like, keywords are said. But for the most part, I can ignore them. But then I can also dive in and chat with everybody and, you know, talk to them that way. So it's nice to have that kind of control over it. Um, I thought I'd miss getting out of the house, and I really don't. I thought for sure I'd have to go once a week to a uh, coffee shop. Or, you know, I had friends in the D in the D.C. area were like, oh, come work with us Um, because they had an open office space. And they're just like, hey, come, you know, we have a table. You can come sit with us for, you know, for a day. That'd be fun. And I have yet to take anyone up on an offer. And it's been almost a year. And it's Mm -hmm. like, really, I really don't want to go out of the house. I'm I'm fine staying here. I've got everything that I need. Mm -hmm. So those are two things that really, really surprised me that I thought I would miss.
0: Is there anything that, that's still problematic for you?
1: Um, if you are tired, uh, there's being in an office seems to feed adrenaline. So you can kind of get through the day when you're home. It's so hard that my, uh, my husband was working the night shift for a while. Um, not really night shift, like in the evening, but he was working. Um, he was like not getting home till eight you know, seven or eight. So that meant he stayed up really late. So I started shifting my internal schedule to match his and intentionally. So all of a sudden I wasn't going to bed until 1am, but still getting up at seven to go get the kids off to the sitter. Um, Which when I was getting up at like 630 to get them ready. And there was one day I was sitting at my desk and I was so tired. I wanted to cry I had never been that tired before. And this is a woman who had a colicky baby. Mm. So having never been that tired before, and part of it was being at home, that there's no, like, you really are thinking, I could just go upstairs and sleep. Mm. Um, but I've never been a napper. I've never been able to do that. So I, um, you know, after that, I had a discussion I'm like, I have to go to bed at 10. I know you're staying up later. I know you feel like you haven't seen me, but I, this has wrecked me. And any days when I've had, like less sleep for some reason, I either have to say I'm coming in later or something or take a nap at lunchtime or something, you know, to try to help it out. But for the most part, you know, I really have to try and get enough sleep.
0: Mm -hmm. I wonder though, if like in the, in the, in the office environment, if, you know, when we, we kind of power through that, if we actually do work, that's, you know, that's much good, um, as a result,
1: yeah, probably not. Um I've had a few days like that and I know that I've had to go back and fix my code later or go what was I thinking? Um but I feel like I can't even get that done. And I think it's also the emotional aspect that I never felt that weary when I was at work, but you just feel really really tired. Um mostly because you are so comfortable.
0: Right. You know right. Me? And you're very you're very, it sounds like you're very focused when you're working from home.
1: Yeah. Let's see. And see nothing oh training the family was more difficult than I thought it would be. They're all trained now, but it's taken me. I think I realized it about two months ago that I'd finally trained my family. I have a mother who, um, she's retired. So she stays home. She watches my kids at her house. And for a while there, she was calling me all the time because she felt I was lonely. Mm. She would call. And I was just like, you know, finally I said, I am working. I'm trying to work. I like this job. I'd like to keep this job. I need to work to keep this job. So please don't call me during the day, you know, unless it's an emergency or if it's during my lunchtime. Um and that finally kicked in with her that she started understanding that no, she couldn't call me at all hours. Um the kids had to be trained to leave me alone. My husband had to be trained not to touch me. When it- <laughs> Um, I get highly distracted by physical things. I'm very jumpy. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, I'm very ticklish. I'm very jumpy. I'm just one of those people. And he would come over and like, you know, give me a pat on the head or or give me a kiss on the head. And I would give him apparently this look of like murder. (laughs) He just, me and he learned he's like if Katie's working don't touch her don't don't do anything near her you know just stay away from her and I will let him know I usually have I will take off my headphones it's usually the sign that I'm open to talk to people mm-hmm. um, oh God what else um, and getting help from work was actually more difficult than I thought it would be um, when I have a question that can't be answered by my group trying to get people's attention you know, and saying, I have an issue with this. Does anybody else see this? Well, people aren't looking at IRC. Okay. They're looking at their own code and they're not really paying attention. And, you know, it took me a while to figure out how, and I actually just start setting timers that I would ask a question, set a timer for 10 minutes. And if nobody answered me in that 10 minutes, then I had to escalate and I had to start pinging individual people. Um, it took a while for my boss to really, I, cause I tried to explain to him one day and he's like, well, you know, if you don't get help immediately, you should escalate. And it's like, it's much slower trying to get help this way and trying to call people and figure out who's at their desk. I said, I can't look, I can't sit up and look around and see who's there. Um, I have to guess. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I said, and there's 72 people in the IRC in in the chat room. So in like all where we were all in, I said just 72 people. I said, and that takes a long time to ping, wait, ping, wait, ping, wait. Mm -hmm. Said so I've attended it ten minutes, you know, wait, then I'd escalate, um, people that I knew, I were almost always at their desk, you know, ping them. Um I said, and plus, he's like, Well call so and so. And I said, their number isn't current on hmm. the wiki. Really? And he pulled it up. Oh god, their number isn't current. That's like that's like from two buildings ago. And <laughs> I said that happens, you know, but people's numbers aren't current and you can't reach them. And so it takes a lot longer to get help than I thought it would.
0: That's a good idea though, with it, with the timer.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, I, that's what I finally had to do (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I would lose track of time.
0: Right. Right. I mean, you, yeah, you turn your attention to something else or, or something. Um, It's not like you're just wandering the halls looking for somebody to, to talk to you. You, have to do something else while you're waiting for that answer. So, yeah, I, I totally see that. Are are there any other other um just, you know, communication strategies that you've you've come up with as, you know, like that like that one?
1: Um for- always having an ally, finding the people who um you know are always at their desk or almost always um at their desk. So you can like grab them. Um, I just have a specific number of people that I will like call out. Um, not being shy about calling your manager and saying who's there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: who's around. Uh, and it even means calling sometimes the, um, the office admin and saying, do you know where the UI group is right now? And she will go hunt them down and tell them to look at IRC. Cause I have a question for them. And, mm. um, also, just finding out what people are looking at, which means sometimes we have different key code words, um, that people will use to notify that, you know, like code review. People will have that pinged. But what I discovered that people had, um, had, um, highlighted was coffee and cookies and donuts and snacks. So, I would use those as a way to get people's attention because I know they have it belled. <laughs>
2: That's and so, awesome.
1: It's like coffee. I have a question about how this is, about, you know, how Pip, how Pip works in this one instance. And like, oh, man, I thought somebody had coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Do you,
0: do you have to, like, occasionally send people cookies just to, to make up for that? Or?
1: <laughs> no. We are, oh, the food. The food, the food situation is awful. Occasionally, um, my company is really good. They have, um, they're members of a CSA where they will bring in fruit. For everybody. So fresh, fresh local fruit, awesome. Um and they'll bring in like donuts, sublime donuts is down there and they have these awesome donuts. Uh they work right next to a Dunkin' Donuts, you know, inferior donuts, but still donuts. And so people will bring in cookies and cakes and things like that. And all of the remotes are watching this, I watching them Oof. talk about how wonderful this cake is or this pie. <laughs> We're just like, well, screw you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> screw you. I'm in my I'm in my pajamas.
1: It's like, well, I'm gonna go upstairs and I'm gonna eat frozen Christmas cookies out of the fridge. So, get <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. um, that was really difficult. Although it did took um, take an effort. Um, they bring us down at least once a year. They're trying to do it like around three times a year. Uh, they're trying to get us to come down more often.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They will bring everybody in. It's called a homecoming. So everybody comes home um, to the home office and that was actually how I found out I was on a team of remotes because we'd never discussed it. You know, you don't know who the remote is. And I just noticed everything been working really well lately. They they were really attentive. I figured somebody had talked to them and said, you need to pay more attention to IRC. No, we're all remotes.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. To go say, well, where's my team? I'm on team five. There's no place for team five. And that's how we all discovered that we were all remote. It's like, oh, none none of us, it had not occurred to any of us. Um, The team was rather new at that time. Mm -hmm. We, um, what they'll do? They did try to like bring in lots of donuts and cakes and fruit and make sure that we got the full taste of the office, um, which is when I realized how little I was moving at home. Because when you're in the office, you're constantly moving. You're going for coffee runs and you're going for um, just, you're going out and doing things. And that's what drives me like crazy here because after coming home, I'm just like, wow, I never move from this chair, you know? And if I do, it's such a short distance, it's meaningless. Whereas I was starting to get out of breath, um, mm-hmm. there. And that was when I decided, nope, I'm going to use this stupid connect that my son got for his birthday and I'm going to do something. And it's actually worked out really great. It's, it's fun. Um, I can do it in a short amount of time. Um, I tried many things, uh, I blogged about them, and that was the one that finally stuck, that I could stick it in a small amount of time, like my server's building. Well, I can't do much with my server's building because it turns my laptop into a very expensive slideshow machine, because all of a sudden it's very herky-jerky, and you just have to kind of wait until it's done, and that's a good half an hour, mm-hmm. so I over and do some yoga. Um, but, but yeah, and that's, that's worked out for me.
0: Cool. Yeah, that's I, I do find myself kind of sitting a lot, but you know, on the, on the flip side, my my uh, workout space is is just next door to my office, so at least there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said uh, you you tried a few things. I I, I glanced over that blog post uh, that you had. You you tried. It looked like you tried like a standing desk at one time. How did that work out?
1: Um, I tried that for a while, and it's interesting. But the problem is, is that I'm not at the point where I can concentrate if I'm standing. Okay. So if I really need to focus. I all of a sudden need to sit down because um, I do things like I perch in my chair, um, you know, and it's just, I, I, I know it comes with time, but I needed a more immediate solution. And actually what I use for my standing desk is a stool of my daughter's from one of her like little tea tables.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I grabbed her stool and it was the perfect size and height for a standing desk. So I will occasionally use it and I'll, I, I've actually stored it in my desk. So occasionally I'll do that, but it wasn't enough um, I needed to do more movement. I needed to do more than that. I tried, um, I drug, I drug out the Wii Fit again. I have one of those and that didn't work. I, you know, I, I was like, Oh, I used to love this. Why did I stop doing it? Then I remembered. I pulled it out and I'm like, Oh yeah, it's very slow, which means for 10 minutes of activity, it's 10 minutes of non-activity mm-hmm. of just the lady saying, Hey, good job for doing the tree for two minutes. You know, <laughs> it's like, come on just do the next exercise and with um with the connect i use um my shape uh or your shape i use your shape and that one's nice because it's a routine so when they say that you're going to be moving for 15 minutes they mean you're going to be moving for 15 minutes you're going to be doing stuff there's no talking no stopping no starting you just you just go um which was what I really needed because I don't want to, you know, spend an hour trying to get in 20 minutes worth of movement. I tried walking and then I remembered that D.C. is very hot. <laughs> yeah, It's very nasty. It's it's not a pleasant place to be in the summer. Um, I ever want to know who visits like oh, this summer. I'm going to go to D.C. I'm like, don't.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Probably in the fall. Come in the spring. It's wonderful. Don't come in the summer. We don't even leave our houses. And the first day it was hot, I actually walked down the steps, coming out of my house, and then just walked right back up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I I can't, I can't walk. Um, but yeah, those were the things things I tried, and I think I have a good combination now.
2: Nice. So,
0: so you mentioned that that Cox actually was kind of actively seeking out uh, people that would that would work remotely. Um, and there's, there's a question that I get pretty frequently, which is people that are, you know, they're typically they're, they're developers, but they're not in one of the big tech hubs and they'd like to, they'd like to work remotely. They'd like to work from home, from wherever they are. And they're just not sure how to, you know, go about finding that remote job. Do you have any tips for, for people in that situation?
1: Um, Talking to recruiters. I mean, I know that recruiters are supposed to be someone that we hate, but I've had really good luck talking to good recruiters that they, um, when you go to them, I mean, they're they're very few. I talked to probably 30 recruiters when I was trying to find a job after, you know, after NASA, and some of them are clueless. Um, But the ones that I came across were really good, they understood the, like, you know, I'm looking for a remote opportunity. You know, my, uh, my fiance, my husband for a while was looking for a remote opportunity. Um, he's decided now he's like, no, I think this would be bad. I think I need to be in an office somewhere. But he, um, if you talk to them, they'll often say, well, I have this other position or they'll start seeking or they have a network. And one of the guys he talked to, um, there was some call qual- something he needed. He was like, well, I don't have anything right now that fits that description, but I have friends. And so what they'll do is they'll trade people.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: They'll say, I have a Unix admin with over 20 years experience. He has, you know, um, he's done management. He's done big deployments. He's done cloud. You know, I know you need somebody and I'm not sure how it works behind, but they you know, just swap regularly or they share like the, um, the, the finder sphere, whatever, but they talk to each other and they're, Mm -hmm happy to trade around and find somebody else that can work with you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that was the way I found it. Um, finding remote positions, it, it can be deceptive on, you know, websites that they often just don't get advertised in the normal way that I've discovered, like going on. Um, oh, what are those websites? Dice and stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they won't even advertise them. Um, I think they actually do a lot more screening for those for those positions because they are you know they are you know peach positions they're really good positions to get if you can get them Mm -hmm. they probably don't want to be inundated
0: right are there any things that you think that that someone in that position should work on just with themselves as far as making themselves more attractive as a as a remote employee
1: um make sure you you can present yourself well Uh, Mm um network like crazy. If you go to a conference network, like mad. And actually, if you're looking for a position like that, go to conferences. If your current job doesn't pay for it, do it out of pocket. I've had to pay for many conferences out of my own pocket and it's always been worth it. Um, it's always been a great investment. Um, now of course I'm speaking as somebody who goes to cheap conferences because I go to PyCon and DjangoCon and they are relatively cheap. Um, Mm -hmm. So, if they're more expensive, look for local conferences or things like that, or just smaller ones. Um, make sure that you are, you can organize yourself, uh, that you're able to um, organize your own day because nobody's going to come in and do it for you. Um, also, your writing skills. I know we're developers, but you have to have very good writing skills.
0: Yes, yes, definitely.
1: Because that's the only way people interact with you is through, like, IRC and through email, you very rarely get calls. I mean, yes, we all have Skype. Yes, we use Google Hangouts. But for the most part, we communicate through email
2: mm-hmm.
1: and through IRC. So having poor grammar, um, having bad spelling, you know, just take a second before you hit enter and look at what you're typing and just make sure you don't have any red squiggly lines. Make sure your grammar is okay. And then hit send. hmm because, you know, personality is only part of it. They have to look at how easy it will be to communicate with you.
0: Right. Well, and that's your face. I mean, you know, for a lot of the day, that's going to be your your face to other people. Yeah. yeah. Or it's it's just going to be your words on the screen. So, so yeah, that, I totally agree with that. Um, so I, I like to ask everyone this. Uh, assuming that somebody has found a remote position, if you could give them... One, like, you know, I, you've already, actually, I guess you've already given a lot of advice, but like, you know, what is your like most important piece of advice, uh, for somebody who's either on a, a dispersed team or, or managing one?
1: Um, learn to communicate early and learn who to communicate with. Um, you're going to have people that are going to be more useful than others. I've had some people that I can, I can always find, but they can't do anything for me. um, Learning how to make your presence felt, even if it means every morning getting on IRC and saying, hey, everybody, and asking about their kids, asking about what they did over the weekend, asking about, you know, what the local sports teams are doing, whatever, and make your presence felt on the team because you do not want to start feeling invisible. That can actually be a very depressing part of the job is if you start to feel invisible, Mm -hmm. you don't have a presence, um, that can be a very distressing time. That all of a sudden, even though you're committing code, even though you're closing tickets, even though you're still a rock star, you don't feel like you have any connection to the people there. So, being able to like be out there and talk to people, um, chat with them on Twitter, friend them on Twitter, you know, or whatever social network you feel like using for your work, make sure you stay involved with them because I've had to work a lot harder doing that than when we were all simply face to face and could met each other in the coffee room. Um, so you have to put effort into it.
0: That's a fantastic point. I, you know, and I feel like I feel like I've I've failed on that a lot of times, you know, just, you know, I'll jump on the on the the team chat room, um, but I'll just, you know, at most I'll say hey. Mm-hmm. And uh and I think you're totally right. You know, just take the a couple of minutes to to actually ask people uh about about their days or about um what's going on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a great great point. Thank you. Alright well Katie, um this has been fantastic. Uh before I let you go, where can people find uh find you online and find your your projects and stuff?
1: Um I have a website, therealkatie.net, which is where I have my blog, all my projects, um how to reach me, stuff like that. And they can find me on Twitter at K Cunning.
0: And and I just want to reiterate that um, you know, that you have those the blog posts—I um, didn't get a chance to to completely read through them. But it looks like you've got some great stuff there. You know where you've written down more of your thoughts about working remotely, and and people should definitely check that out. Um, I'll try to include a, a a link directly to that category uh, in the show notes. Thank you. Uh, and and once again, uh, your book uh, is uh, uh, the accessible Accessibility Handbook is coming out this fall from O'Reilly, right?
1: Yes. So it'll be actually just an ebook um, to start off with. It's a very small book, but uh, eventually it'll go print. But I highly, I, I'm really excited about it. So. Awesome.
0: Sounds great. Well, Katie, thank you so much for your time.
1: Oh, thank you very much.
0: And that's our show today. I hope you've enjoyed it. To subscribe to the show, if you haven't already, or to check out more interviews and articles about remote teams, go to wideteams.com. You can also find the show in the iTunes Music Store, where reviews are very welcome. I am seeking a sponsor or sponsors for this podcast to help me keep great interviews like the one you just heard going up every week. If you or your company might be interested in sponsoring the show, please email me at contact at wide teams.com. The wide teams podcast is distributed under the creative commons attribution non-commercial share alike 3.0 license. Our music is by Giles Boquette until next week. This is Avdi Grimm signing off yow wow 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 wow